Hello and welcome to Get the Bag. I'm your host, Kelly, and I have on the show today Miss Courtney Hunt of Ambassadors of Hope. So, Miss Courtney, tell me about Ambassadors of Hope. So, Ambassadors of Hope is a program that I started with one of my best friends on this earth, Jocelyn Giller. Shout out to you, girl. All right. <laughs> and Hope is an acronym standing for Helping Others Parent Effectively. Okay. So, we started in 2017. We first started off with a parenting education program. Mm. We partner with other organizations out here in the community, like here at Edna Martin Christian Center. Yes. <laughs> and we host workshops for parents to keep them from becoming involved with the department. Department of Child Services. Now that's deep. It is, it is. And we really enjoy what we do. Um, people enjoy what we're doing. And so we expanded our services a couple years later after that, maybe like mm -hmm. 2019. And we went after contracts to work with families that had open DCS cases. Okay. So at first with our parenting education program, you can't have an open DCS case. If okay. you have an open DCS case, you're ineligible to participate. So then we got contracts that will allow people who had open DCS, DCS cases Mm -hmm. to participate and so I had that contract for maybe a year a little mm -hmm. over a year and it was just sitting there mm -hmm. and one of the uh, services we were able to offer was a resource parent support group okay and so the pandemic happened and everything yes. was going virtual and the problem I had with uh, prior to the pandemic with doing my support group was it's outside of Marion County where I live mm -hmm. I have tons of connections here in Marion County yes. that I could go like here or Thomas Gregg neighborhood school mm -hmm. that I could use space to host the groups but these groups that I had the contract at were in Madison Hamilton Hancock and Tipton County okay. and so I did so you just all over yes uh, yes and so I couldn't I was going and I was driving and trying to talk to churches and people mm -hmm. like hey this is what I'm doing can we use your space and I just wasn't getting anywhere mm -hmm. so back to the pandemic happens and everything's going virtual DCS actually calls me mm -hmm. and they're like hey you know we're our current provider isn't no longer wanting to do the support groups and they're mm -hmm. not really doing a good job on the virtual space they're having an issue doing that mm -hmm. are you guys willing to take over this and opportunity absolutely and so i'm like of course <laughs> and so we've been doing that since the end of 2020 and since then i've expanded to a whole nother area so i'm in the southern part of india well, not that part that far south but a little bit south of, of indianapolis mm -hmm. so i'm in like Bartholomew, Johnson, Shelby, so those little counties that are just a little south of um, Indianapolis. So mm -hmm. um, we've been doing that, and then also because of the pandemic and I couldn't get out to face-to-face -face classes, um, mm -hmm. I started offering some other classes to other people for free. Mm -hmm. um, these are the therapeutic foster care agencies. Mm -hmm. And so, um, one of them I did for free, and we killed it, and now they come to us on a re regular basis, and they mm -hmm. pay for the classes. So, meat and potatoes, y'all. <laughs> so, one of the things to do to boost your business is have a free offer. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it changed the game, and... Um, for us, and then um, from there, we've also done some other foster parent trainings, and mm -hmm. we've been able to um, get receive funding from that. So this is additional funding coming in outside of the contracts that I have mm -hmm. with the state of Indiana. So we're doing really well. I have to boast on us. Yes, congratulations. Thank you. So um, after every class, we give out surveys, and people rate between one and five. One means I hated it, and a five means I loved it. And mm -hmm. three times in July, 
at, on uh, the classes that we hosted, every survey turned in was a five. So yeah, <laughs> I just really want to shout out to all my team for doing great and amazing work. But it just reaffirms to me that we're doing something great and amazing and people are really appreciating it. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I'll let you guys know that Miss Courtney here was the winner of the Anna Martin Pitch Ooh. Contest. So give her snaps for that. Yes, we're going to snap and clap <laughs> because you deserve it all. Um, she participated in this pitch contest. She went through our six-week program here at Edna Martin, the business training class. And as you can see, her business has been skyrocketing um, through that entire process. Absolutely. So she has grown exponentially, and I cannot wait to see all the things that you will do next. Well, thank you, Kelly. Um, so tell me, you went through the whole process of going through the free business training class. Yes. What was your favorite part of that class? Um, I definitely loved just the information. Um, I'm not a business owner. I just keep it 100 with people <laughs> in reality. That I hate the business part of the business. Mm -hmm. I don't like the marketing. I don't like the billing. I don't yeah. Uh, yeah. the managing of it, keeping track of receipts and things like that. So um, it was good to know and start having a foundation because I joined mm -hmm. the class being five years into being a business yeah. owner. And so it just really gave me a lot of things to think about and an understanding of like why things need to be done a certain way. Mm -hmm. And so my friend Jocelyn, um, she recently, I've been telling her a lot of ideas now that I have that I would like to do to expand the business. And she was mm -hmm. like, you've been coming up with a lot of good ideas lately. And I'm like, yeah, that's because now I know I have mm -hmm. a little bit of a foundation to go yes. off of because of the business class here at Edna Martin. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that and so with that it doesn't matter where you are with your business right mm -hmm. you could be 10 years in but sometimes Absolutely. you need a little extra um, when you get information it's easier to start that wheel turning right especially when you know you're in a class full of your peers and yes. you see what they're doing and you get those ideas and it's easier to like say hey you know what this might work for me uh-huh um, and so thank you for absolutely sharing that tell us about the pitch contest that was nerve-wracking. Um, I was number one. <laughs> I had to go first. Every time we practiced pitches, she was number one. Uh, I know I wasn't. I usually go in the middle or the end. So to actually go first, you know what I mean? You're already nervous because, you mm -hmm. know, you, you want the um, benefit of winning. <laughs> so yeah. you already got that going on. And then um, the judges and everybody's looking at you. And so to be first, to be out the gate... It's like, oh, it was a little nerve-wracking, but it was definitely a great experience. Um, even just thinking about how I wanted to present my mm -hmm. business to people, um, it really made me focus on like what it is that I'm doing, how can I convey that better to people to mm -hmm. get them interested in what I'm doing. And so it was so funny, um, while creating the pitch and practicing the pitch, I've had several other opportunities to actually pitch. Not necessarily for funding, but actually to say, hey, do you want to partner with me? Can I come in and you utilize my classes? Or even just getting a person to sign up and, yeah. and get involved. So you, it was really a great, useful tool that I've seen that I can use in every aspect of the business. Awesome. So you being able to talk about your business, tell people exactly what you're doing, and get straight to the point. How has that helped you in terms of helping people understand the benefit of your business? Um, I think it's doing really well for us. I think that, um, you know, I find it so challenging when you're not in child welfare that people mm -hmm. don't understand the terms. Um, I kind of get in my acronym bag and I just want to yes. throw out all yes. these names and uh, letters and combinations. People don't understand mm -hmm. what it is that I'm doing. Now, when I talk to people over at the Department of Child Services, they write on it with right, me. But right. outside of it, um, it gets a little challenging mm -hmm. and confusing. So it has allowed me to think of a way to be a little bit more clearer and concise mm -hmm. that maybe somebody that doesn't really fully know 
about child welfare, foster care, the difference between what I'm saying, prevention and intervention, um, what that means. Mm-hmm. So tell me, what inspired you to start this business? Oh, wow. Now, that's a long story, Kelly. Um, yes, go ahead and tell <laughs> it. We got time. We got time for you. So, um, oh, gosh, it's really my testimony, in all honesty, on the start of it. So, um, growing up, um, I am a, I do not like the word survivor, um, I got issues with it, but we're going to use it for today, of um, some abuse Mm -hmm. in my childhood. And my mother always told me, these things happen to you for a reason. You Mm. are to use some of this to inspire and help other people. Mm -hmm. And so initially I was going to go to school to be an attorney. Okay. And I can see that. I can, I can, I can, I can see that. that. I, can I think see I would that. be a great attorney. Yes. Um, and so that was what I was going to do because I wanted to help mm-hmm. children that had been abused. And so um, I ended up getting pregnant my mm-hmm. senior year of high school. And um, I didn't really feel like people were supporting me in that moment. Mm. Um, I got a lot of, well, what are you going to do now? How are you going to finish school? You've ruined your life. Um, things of that nature. So I was really feeling down and out about myself. And then um, I went to college, and then I ended up getting married at 19. I ended up getting pregnant again at 20. So I had these two babies and a husband trying to go through school. So the average person gets done in about four years. It took me six years to get Mm -hmm. my undergrad degree. But you did it. I did it. Thank you, Jesus. And it was during that time that I was like, I'm tired of school. Mm -hmm. You know, it was hard to get to this point in my life. I, Mm -hmm. I need to take a step back and everything like that. So... I went into the work field, and my first job after graduating college was at the public assistance office. So Mm -hmm. I was processing your food stamps, TANF, and Medicaid applications. (laughs) And it was during that time that I met Jocelyn. (laughs) And I just remember, um, I had just recently started, I maybe had been there for a couple of months, and I remember she started mm-hmm. and um the director was going around and introducing her to everybody mm-hmm. and i heard the holy ghost say befriend her mm-hmm. didn't know why i didn't know what i didn't yeah. I, it, it just did and i did and she was a supervisor so here i am just fresh out of college this mm-hmm. is my first job and you want me to go to this person that's a higher up than me and i did reach out to her mm-hmm. and talked started talking to her and i found out she was the same age as me okay she was married she had yeah. two kids at that time and she mm-hmm. was buying a house and that's i was buying a house so we mm-hmm. just instantly clicked, clicked. Yeah. And um, I really admired her because I'm like, she's my age and she's already a supervisor. Let, let's mm-hmm. go with this. Um, yeah, the food stamp office, public assistance office, playing my cup of tea. <laughs> well, <laughs> so I left and I went to go work at another agency. Mm-hmm. All the while when Jocelyn ends up leaving the uh, food stamp office, uh, I call her a state girl because she went to work for another part of the mm-hmm. state, which was the Department of Child Services. So one day we're on the phone and she was like, hey, you know, what do you do over there? Where are you working? And I told her, she was like, that sounds like what we do over here. You might as well come over here and make more money. (laughs) So I, yeah, so I did. And um, yeah, I will never follow her to another job again. (laughs) (laughs) Under the bus, Jocelyn, you saw that, right? (laughs) So um, I went and I worked for the Department of Child Services. Mm -hmm. And I was very nervous because I was just like, I don't know if I could take, have my heart to be yeah. and see these children be like uh, what Bernie Mac said, beat to the white meat. Mm-hmm. And ironically enough, it just sat well with me. Mm-hmm. And it just, 
it was something God had equipped in me to be able to handle what I was mm-hmm. seeing and really speak to these families. Because you have to have a heart for yeah, it, Yeah, right? absolutely. Because that was actually my first job out of college. Oh, was the Department of Child Services, <laughs> yes. Um, and like you said to the white me, you got to be mentally prepared absolutely, for that. Absolutely, absolutely. And ironically enough, I never had any physical abuse cases mm-hmm. on my uh, caseload. We're, we're lucky you. Yeah, more. I, I only had neglect cases. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, So... You know what I mean? I did think, you do case management or investigation? No, I did case management. Okay. I, I did the ongoing piece. Um, so, oh, so you didn't have the real fun of going to... Right. <laughs> yeah. I let y'all come in there, clean it up a little bit, then I would come in. <laughs> All the stories we probably both have. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and so I ended up leaving the department because I felt like I couldn't really represent the families the way that I wanted to. Mm-hmm. I wasn't always in agreement with the state wanted me to do. Yeah. And so... I end up leaving the department, and I end up having a couple of jobs here and there. Um, but I was primarily doing work that with contract services. So mm-hmm. I still work with families that have open DCS cases, but now I'm mm-hmm. a service provider. So I'm doing your domestic violence education. I did that too. Mm-hmm. I'm doing your home visits. Yeah. I'm doing your home-based casework. And so that's how I kind of got a little bit of a feel about what it is to be a service provider and things mm-hmm. of that nature. And so um, I was kind of like running this one woman's program in that role she was up in uh, Lake County I'm here Mm -hmm. down in Marion County I'm seeing all the staff I'm training them I'm like giving her ideas like hey did you know there's some more funding and stuff and I'm like you know what if I'm doing all of this for her why can't I do it for myself? That says a lot. <laughs> and so I'm a job hopper. Don't don't judge. Don't judge. So. There's no, there's no judgment zone. <laughs> so the job after that, with working with the lady that you know, I'm running her business. Um, I'm working at uh, I'll put them out there, Brightwood Community Center, mm-hmm. and um, they told me about funding for mm-hmm. prevention. And so I was like, okay. So then me and Jocelyn got together. We -hmm. came up with a program. Um, We submitted our application and we got approved. And that was just such a huge accomplishment for Mm -hmm. us and a success because we're the new kids on the block. And there's Mm kind of like this good old boys gang that happens. And so to get that money on the first try, you know, was Mm -hmm. a real huge accomplishment. And so, um, you know, we get up there and when we started facilitating these classes, we just kept it real. You know, um, my, like I said, my story was I was a teen mom and I had to go through life and get what I needed to get to that level. And then Jocelyn had her child, first child when she was in college and now mm-hmm. she has four kids too, has special needs. And so we're sitting up here and we're talking to you about real life stuff. Yes, that's so important. Yes, I'm not coming in here and telling you, oh, you, you shouldn't do this to your kids and I have this MSW and whatever mm-hmm. behind my name. But I'm telling you, mm-hmm. hey, this is what works for me. You know, yeah. I used to spank my kids. I'm a reformed spanker now, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm fine. This is what made me change and do it this way. Yeah. And so people really enjoy what we're doing and what we're talking about and appreciate us and the way that we are relatable. So I think the question originally was, why did I start this? And it just feels like all the while going back to where initially when I said I wanted to be an attorney, I want my rationale behind it. I wanted to help abuse and neglected mm-hmm. children. And even though I'm not an attorney, but the work that I'm doing right now, I am helping abuse and neglected mm-hmm. children. And God has just orchestrated my story and my path and my journey to put me in that position to still fulfill that. 
Awesome, awesome. So tell me about like the contract process because that's a question that a lot of entrepreneurs have. How do you, you know, even get asked to submit a contract and what's the process behind that? Okay, now you're asking me hard questions. Yes. So <laughs> we ask the real stuff on get the bag, right? Because we want people to get to the bag. Absolutely, absolutely. And again, this is just divine intervention. It's mm -hmm. during that job that I had where I was training people that down the road I reconnected with some people and because I was so nice and helpful to them that they turned around and they helped the me. The network. Yes. yes. And so they walked me through the whole process. So I couldn't even really tell you off the top of my head how it goes because <laughs> I had somebody yeah, helping yeah. me and guiding me. But well, I will mm -hmm. tell you this. Mentorship. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And so you do have to register your business with the state. You have mm -hmm. to have that EIN number. And then you have to uh, sign up to be able to even put bids in to be a yeah. contract contractor with the state of Indiana. Now with the Department of Child Services, they always list on their when they're opening contracts up. Mm -hmm. And so those are your RFPs. And so you just have to constantly be on the website. Now what's the RFP? Oh, what does it stand for? I don't know. See, I told you I'm in my acronym bag. <laughs> <laughs> I just know what, do you know what it is? It is, the RFP is like the request for proposals maybe proposals or funding or something like that uh, yeah i'd have to go back and look yeah don't quote too. us on that yeah but that's the opportunity where they're saying hey we got some money to give we need people to you know do services right. for us and you submit a proposal um and so i did know from my previous experience from working mm -hmm. on the contractors that you know they open those up every two years and so mm -hmm. i just was constantly looking and seeing when they were open up and so then when they did open up then i went through and submitted my proposal mm -hmm. and again there was another person who had i had mentored in a previous job that walked me through that process about mm -hmm. you know what did that application look like what did you need to include in your proposal to have it be successfully submitted and approved awesome awesome that makes so much sense Having that mentorship, mm -hmm. having those relationships makes a big difference in how you move through that process. Absolutely. So thank you so much for sharing that because yeah. a lot of people say, oh, I want to do this work, mm -hmm. but they don't have any connection to the actual work, yes. right? Um, and, and it's so important for people who are just starting out. This may not, DCS was just like your stepping stone, right? Mm -hmm. And so there were more things to come, but you met people along the way Absolutely. that, you know, connected you and poured into you and helped you through that process. Yes. So it's so important to build that particular network of people mm -hmm. to help you through that yes yeah so tell me what's next for ambassadors of hope oh we're gonna keep doing what we do <laughs> um definitely i'm looking forward to um expanding and getting into mm -hmm. some more uh regions in the state of indiana with our support groups awesome. um i'm in the process of purchasing a licensee for a program that's called life in limbo mm -hmm. and it's a simulation of being in foster care and yes. so people will be either could be the foster parent the child or the bio parent mm -hmm. and you'll do little activities that kind of um enhance or give you a taste of what it's like for a child to be in foster care mm -hmm. um i it seems like a great program mm -hmm. i'm super excited about so it's it. like a simulation kind of like absolutely okay. absolutely absolutely and so um we're going to utilize that a for foster parent training so they can get their mm -hmm. training hours also see it as a recruitment opportunity because yes. a lot of times people are afraid and mm -hmm. are sure what like would i be a good foster parent so this mm -hmm. kind of gives you a little bit of a taste and see like oh yeah i got it or maybe this isn't a good fit 
fit for me. And that's okay. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? We all have to recognize where our strengths and our weaknesses are. Yeah. Um, when I approached, I pitched the idea to the Department of Child Services, they were super excited that we're going to be yes. getting that because they saw it as mm-hmm. a recruitment opportunity as well. Um, I definitely want to get in the professional development space. We've had a little bit of experience in that. But when I say mm-hmm. I have a phenomenal team, I have a phenomenal team yes. behind me. Shout the, out team. Yeah, shout out to my team. Um, they are definitely well-versed, um, highly educated, mm-hmm. highly skilled um, women with yeah. so much backgrounds um, that I really feel like there's some skill sets that we could really capitalize on and spread. Mm-hmm. Because, again, um, it's just... I believe in doing introspection work. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I, I don't, like I said, with my parenting programs, I'm not going to tell you, you know, you feed the baby every three or four hours, you change the diaper like this. You know, that's not mm-hmm. what we're talking about. To me, to be an effective parent, you have to work on yourself and yes. realize there's things going on with you and this is dictating and leading your actions. And so that goes for professionals as well. You know, how are we approaching these people in yes. the time of crisis? You know what I mean? We could be a hindrance or we can be a help at yeah. that time. Yeah. So again, let's take this introspection work and work on your insights. So that's where I really would love to see where Ambassadors of Hope go is, you know, like I said, we're still here for our resource parents. We're still here for our parents and we're still here for our professionals. Awesome. So can you tell us where we can find Ambassadors of Hope? Oh, absolutely. Um, I am not social media savvy. I apologize, but I do have a website, which is www.ambassadorshopenoof.com. All right, great. So that's where we can find Miss Courtney at. Um, before we get out of here, can you tell me how you have balanced it all as an entrepreneur, a mom, a community member? What has that looked like for you? <laughs> I don't know if there's ever any balance. <laughs> Um, you just do what you can and, you know, definitely rely on your support system, allow people mm-hmm. to pick up where you can't um, and be there for you. You know, my mother has stepped in for me many of times, you know, I, I, mm-hmm. I can't be at this event, mom, to, you know, to pr- promote the business. Can you come? And, you know, she may not know everything about the business, yeah. but she's there with her T-shirt passing out yeah. flyers. Don't we love the mom support? <laughs> yes. yes. Um, you know, uh, definitely. You know, even my children, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They'll come and sit out here um, with events with me, um, help mm-hmm. make phone calls, help me make Zooms. I was just out of town last week, and my oldest daughter mm-hmm. was setting up attendance sheets for my worker, Aww. and my uh, youngest set, uh, started the meeting for her. Train them up. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. But yeah. you, you're you one person. You can't do yeah. it all. So really lean on your supports, and that's going to really help you manage everything you got on your plate. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, you're welcome. So, as always, every Everybody, get the bag. The evolution of your small business starts today. Sign up for our partners, Verizon Small Business Digital Ready Platform, a free service to you to advance your business. Check the link below and click on that, and it'll take you right to our Verizon Wireless link.